It sounds a bit like Nate Sudfeld's The Make-A-Wish quarterback. The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak, Joe Costanzo and Sam Wilson. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Dropback Podcast. A lot has happened last week, uh, wrapping up the season. So we've got a lot to talk about week 17 and going into Super Wild Card Weekend. But first and foremost, let me introduce you to our fantastic lineup of hosts. Matt Burnspeak. How's it going, Joey? Sam Lewis. Hey, Joe, it's playoff week. It is. And Stan Wilson. How's it going, Joey? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Uh, you know, some of us made the playoffs, the other ones, others didn't. Don't want to talk about it. I want to say some of us, my team made the playoffs. Everyone else's didn't. Yeah, you were a bit confusing about that in the group chat this week, claiming that it was your team that beat the Dolphins a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Very proud of your own achievement there. Yeah, good work, my Joe. team. Also, can I just caveat that Sam's team didn't want to get to the playoffs? No, we didn't. Later, they also didn't want the Giants to get to the playoffs. It was a don't, don't also, game of football. that's bang out of order because they didn't give a shit oh, about the Giants. He's died already. First of all, <laughs> on on that note, on that note, so first topic on the podcast, one of the biggest talking points from Week 17, uh, Doug Peterson bringing Nate Sudfield for Jalen Hurts during. QB Factory. Their game against Washington. Uh, It's been a very contentious decision. And yeah, so uh, a lot of outrage across the Mm. league, particularly from Joe Judge and several. And in Leeds. Leeds. Slew? No no outrage here from what they did. Okay, first of all, if you want to talk about the integrity of the game, that's fine. You can have that argument. We can dispute that later, but that's fine. If you want to get annoyed about the six and ten New York Giants not making a playoff, that's the hill you want to die on. Then I think you lose the argument before you begin. Because the New York Giants, no matter what happened in that match, do not deserve to make the playoffs. And to be honest, we probably did them a favour because they would have got embarrassed on national television anyway. Put them out of their misery. Exactly. I don't, I don't think you can you can say, oh, this is wrong because they cost the New York Giants a spot in the playoffs. The New York Giants cost themselves a spot in the playoffs by being only two wins better than this team anyway. Yeah, if you're if you're counting on other teams to win to get you into the playoffs, then you've lost your argument there anyway. If you want to be a playoff team, win it for yourself, get yourself in on your own right, rather <laughs> than depending on other teams. Well, no, um, I think if you're, you've got an 11 and 5, 10 and 6, then that's a different matter. You've performed well. And you, yeah. if you hit double figures, it's a different matter. Like the Dolphins are hard done by, they played well this year. But the New York Giants were a shit Fresh. team. Yeah. 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 To be fair, I do, I do agree with your angle there, Slew, in terms of, I think it is a little bit rich for Giants, ex-players and, and fans and stuff, for uh, getting on the Eagles case about costing the playoff place. Because I think you're right, if you're 6-10, and 10, you, you don't really have a leg to stand on. You haven't done the business yourself. Um I think it's an interesting point about on a, in a wider spectrum putting your third string QB in in terms of you know other people have come out and said about respect of the game and things like that. Yeah, it's a bit of a joke. Too, I think that's a valid point. I think, that's, honest, I think yeah. that argument in itself is a joke, and it's looking at this game in a spectrum. If this game happens, you know, at the one o'clock kickoff game, no one mentions it. Is anyone mentioning that the Jags didn't play James Robinson and Gardner Minshew? In a game against True. the Colts, that if the Colts don't win that game, 
Then the Dolphins win the make the playoffs. So the Dolphins getting mad at the Jaguars for not playing their starters, even though they've already got their draft spot secured. Why is no one getting annoyed at no, that? We were too busy shitting the bed. I think it comes off the back of you know a couple of weeks ago, Jason Kelsey's whole rant where he was talking about how while they, I think that they were in contention when they were saying that. That that's the difference. Mm. Oh, so they weren't eliminated at that point. They're not eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, but his whole rant was about how you NFL teams can't tank and and no one in, on their right. team is. Do you want to hear what um, Jason Kelsey said about this incident before you assume what he's going to say about it? Okay, go ahead. Uh, this might be a little bit long. I, I got a little bit annoyed about all the heat. I'm not going to lie, lads. <laughs> it really got to it. Thought I would clear the air. Pardon? You're going to read it out? I'm going to read it, I'm gonna read it okay. out because I think we shouldn't assume people's thoughts on the issue. Direct quote. Via his Instagram. So I don't know if he's in control of his Instagram. Thought I would clear the air just to clarify and more accurately depict what happened during the game on Sunday. At the end of the third quarter, I was told on the bench that Sudfeld was going to the game. I went up to Doug and asked if he was taking Hertz out. He said, yes, I think Nate's earned the right to play. I said, everyone else is staying in. He said, absolutely. I then went to find Suddy, started taking snaps with him on the sideline, called the other linemen over and had them listen to his snap count to make sure everyone was on the rhythm of his cadence and then went out for the next drive. At no point was anything from me or anyone else confrontational, which apparently was one of the big rumours coming yeah. out. We all knew leading into the game that Sudfeld was told to be ready to play and that Doug wanted to see what he could do in a game situation. All of us during the week leading up were excited for Nate, a guy that has been with us for four years to get an opportunity in a real game to show us what the world, what the world he can do. We all have complete confidence in Nate as a player. There's no reason that he hasn't been here before he's been here for this long and a reason the team brought him back. That's because we feel like Nate is a guy we can win with. I understand the optics of how it looked and I'd be lying if I wasn't a little surprised given the circumstances that the move happened when it did, but every one of us did our best and all of us believed we could win with Nate Sudfeld. It was difficult the situation to be put into, especially when you have a 10 year veteran center who doesn't snap the ball to you accurately on your second drive. I know we can win games with Nate because I know Sadie can play. It just didn't work out Sunday. But as always, it's not just on him. It sounds a bit like Nate Sudfell's the Make-A-Wish quarterback. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh. But here's the thing. If the veterans on the Eagles that are the ones putting themselves on the line don't have an issue with it and they knew the situation True. going in, then why is anyone else getting involved? True. Because Joe that Dodge kicked boy. off and had a bit of a tantrum. Oh, well, then he should have coached his team better than six and ten. It was unfortunate timing because was it last week we were talking about JJ Watt's whole, uh, you know, yeah. how much it, mean, it meant to JJ Watt about not being, you know, 4 11 and putting your body on the line, yeah. etc. And, and th there was that sort of big swell of positivity for that mind frame in football. I think for this to happen a week later, everyone was like, well, that's not very JJ Watt view, is it? <laughs> Which yeah. is fair. I think that's that, true. No, I think that is a fair point. Yeah. What I'm saying is all this that's been made out of the story that the team's turning on um, Peterson and all of that doesn't seem like it's true. I think Kelsey is a guy that would speak his mind and say if it was actually bothering him. He doesn't mm. see because like Joe said, he saw what he said a few weeks ago when they weren't winning. And he still said he wants to play. If he's coming out saying this, I feel he'd say if he had an issue. Yeah, I, fair play. I, I mean, I don't mind that. It's just more the fact that if if your intention was to not put your best foot forward and get a better position in the draft, then just be 
you know, don't be so defensive about it after the after the fact. I I think I don't know. It's all this like shrewd mind games when they're asked questions about it, and I don't think it's that complex. At the end of the day, yeah, they they wanted to move from the ninth pick to the sixth. I pick. don't know. I don't know if 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 that's what's coming out from the Eagles, and that's what's being said by the head coach, and that's what's being said by the players. That I don't think there's really much more to read into. Like, obviously, mm. there there may have been an ulterior motive, but what happened happened. They gave Nick Sudfeld a chance to play in a game that he wouldn't have otherwise, where they were literally there was literally nothing at stake, really. So the same reason it's okay for the Steelers and Chiefs to sit their quarterback in the final week. Of the season. Yeah, because there's no point playing them. Yeah, true. Yeah. And, the tw- true. and the 2017 Bucks, when they're winning at halftime, 20 to seven, take out Mike Evans, Levante David, and Vincent Jackson, so that they lose that game take a sack on purpose in the last minutes and able to get Jameis Winston. Someone's yes, it didn't work homework. out for them. But yeah, of course I did. We all <laughs> supposed to do our homework. But the point is, this isn't anything new. And if this isn't on prime time, then I don't think anyone's really talking about it. Fair play. Um, one other wrap-up of the previous NFL season is Black Monday just came and passed. So we've had a few fresh firings. I'll just quickly go through the list of current vacancies in the NFL. Um, for head coaching positions. So we've the new Black Monday firings being Jacksonville Jaguars cutting Doug Marone, uh, New York Jets firing Adam Gaze. You're welcome, Jets. The LA Chargers firing Anthony Lynn. And then that adds on to the already existing list of Matt Patricia gone from the Detroit Lions, Bill O'Brien gone from the Houston Texans, and Dan Quinn gone from the Atlanta Falcons. Did anyone else have a sneaky suspicion that Gaze was somehow going to stay in the job? Like, yes, that I did, honestly. <laughs> no, just, I, I was convinced. I was convinced. Like he, I was like, he, he must have some blackmail or something yeah. on the uh, Jets hierarchy. Like, he's got a video of them doing something grim. Or, and that's like, just about to he surface. Should, he, sh- he should have been gone so long ago. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just on the topic of that as well, just a couple of hours ago, Chan Gailey resigned from the Miami Dolphins offensive coordinator position. So that's another yeah. big opening. Be... I mean, that's not really surprising that. when there's a mass rejoicing at the fake news that he was fired. Yeah. You've got to be like, ah, oh, maybe I should leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out I'm not wanted here. Not sure he jumped. I think he was pushed, but I'm glad that he's either way. I think it's the it's the right call. That's a very tactical leak there. So what I wanted to do is just, in terms of the head coaching position, just go through the list and see how favorable a situation that is for a new coach coming in so should we start with jacksonville and doug maroon let's go yes um, jacksonville have got a great situation to be in they've got a ton of cap room they got two first rounds two second rounds a third round that's a lot of pieces to work with in the offseason you've got a lot of high picks in the draft where you can go around and get that get that young core of your organization sorted and then you've got 81 mil to spend as well on your roster like that, that mm. to me is the ideal situation if you're a head coach. Does it, it? worry you um, that Khan's basically coming out and saying that he gets final say over the roster? Like, yeah. you don't want a meddling owner like that, especially one without a proven track record. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. If you've that got, is true. As soon as your owner yeah. starts dabbling in the front office and dabbling in football operations, that's when you know you've got a bad, bad organisation there. And there's a reason mm. that Jacksonville, throughout so many head coaches, so many actually good drafts, have been terrible for ages bar one year. Yeah. That is true, but I, I mean, I I still think for me, um, I mean, not to no jump the gun a little bit. I I think Jacksonville's the. If I was a head coach, I would I I'd want Jacksonville. I yeah, think as 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 Stan said, the amount of cap space they've got, the amount of draft capital they've got, the fact that you know 
they have hit on quite a lot of players. They've got a decent draft history, excluding the first round. Um, in terms of, you know, James Robinson last year, absolutely fantastic find. Like, they've got nice pieces on that roster that you can build around. I just, you know, I, I, if I was going to take a head coaching job, then I want the one with two first round picks and a ton, of, Lawrence, a ton of cap room. There's not going yeah, yeah, there's, there's to be as much pressure on that head coach as well, either from the, from the start, yeah. because of how terrible they've been. And it's, it's a project team for sure. The roster's weak. I don't know. Does Trevor Lawrence come with a lot of pressure built in? Because it's he's a, been this... It's five years, isn't can't, it? Yeah, but he's this can't-miss guy. If you're year two and three and he's still... And you're not winning enough games. You don't look at Trevor Lawrence at that time. You can look at the coach. If you So is, I think it is quite a pressured job in that sense. I think it's, I think it's delayed pressure. I think... You, I, I, no one's. I think it's going to be similar to the Bengals this year. Like no one was expecting. You know, Joe Burrow is a great player. No one was expecting him to turn the Bengals into a ten and six team. I right? think people are expecting that of Trevor Lawrence. He's been hyped. For That's three just years. unrealistic expectations. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's been hyped for three years as Andrew Luck as John Elway. He's that, a great that, player, but he's not. Really, that is going to come in with huge expectations. It is going to come in with that expectations. No matter whether it's warranted or not, whether he needs that pressure or not, yeah. that it is going to be there. True. I mean, yeah, that is true. And, and actually, if you look at it as well, they, they have some decent weapons for him already on that roster. We've mentioned James Robinson. Also, DJ Shark has been awesome as well from what we've seen of him so far. So, like, there are some nice bits for Lawrence to be able to play with. And also, they've got free agency. And they still few... need wide receivers, though. Yeah, but, I mean, you could maybe look to, to bring in someone like Alan Robinson or someone like that in free agency as well. He's not going um, back. He's not going back to Jackson. Better chance with Godwin. Yeah, or Chris would, Godwin. I mean, would probably like, compliment um, what they've got Shark, there as yeah. well. Yeah. Exactly, they, they struggled a lot when Chalk went down. They did, yeah, hundred percent. But so it, it is almost like that. Offensively, they've already got some decent pieces, and it's not like it'll need a complete overhaul. So I guess maybe in a way that does add that extra layer of pressure because you know, Trevlon's can't come in and, and complain that he's got no one to throw to, or he's got no playmakers to be able to use. I don't know. I think. I, it's I a lot of work to be done it there. Is, it's is a lot of work to be done that offense in general. Like as soon as Chark went down, they didn't have that deep guy to stretch the field. They compl- they were completely lost. Like Minchu, who I, I rate as a quarterback, I think he's a good quarterback. He really, really struggled. In in situations where he'd normally be able to just to scramble around, take what the defense gives him, he's been he's been having it really rough recently. Yeah, there's a reason they've got I mean, in terms of picks and, and you know, capacity to, to get players in free agency, they're they're the top of the table, but hmm. I think there's a reason why. There's um, a reason why they're picking the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's move on to the team that well and truly should have got number one, the Jets surprisingly the actual worst team in the gaze. Uh, I think the Jets are have a better immediate future than the Jags do. Oh, explain. I think they've got a few better pieces. Yeah. We've 100%. talked about we've talked about this last week. We can go back into it. Their D-line, they've got good on the back end. They've got a franchise tackle. They've got a tackle that... What? Who's the Jags' best O-lineman? Still Greg Rock? Um, actually, they got the Sent and Norwell. Who, but they don't have any tackles, do they? And then, what, they're going to go through the draft, still not have a tackle. What's going to happen to Lawrence there? It doesn't matter if you, can, if you can stretch the field if Trevor Lawrence can't stay upright. Yeah, they're going to need to pick up a tackle with that second first round pick if there's a good guy that falls to them. Not, not to say that the Jets have a bright future. I just think they've got a brighter future. We've seen what they're capable of in the in the in the dying year, the dying moments of this season. 
we saw how they they were able to win games which no one thought was possible so yeah yeah how their fans wish they didn't yeah i i don't know like we were kind of mentioning this beforehand but i i don't think it's best if they you know draft a qb at at number two at all i've got them taking penne sure i think he's the best bet for them yeah player yeah do you move Beckton to guard then, or do you? No, put him to the other end. You can have him as a yeah. I don't know because the reason I'd have him as a guard is because of how mobile he is at climbing up to the second level. In terms of his, oh, is it Suell or Suell? No, not Beckton. That's what I meant. Sewell. Sorry. Yeah, Suell at, um, at guard would be absolutely phenomenal. Like coming in from high school, he was a guard, and he yeah, his ability to navigate at the second level and as a pulling guard, as a pulling blocker, is, he's already one of the best. He'd already be one of the best in the NFL at that. I'm hundred percent sure. I'm like, loving that Stad is dying on this hill of turning the best tackle prospect in however long into a guard. I'm not, I'm I'm not turning it, him it, into a guard. He's, been, he's a guard who's been turned into a tackle. You need to watch the film of him. Watch the film of him. Trust me. You'll see a guard he's on He's a guard, tape. mate. He's watch a guard. I, to be fair, I, like it's a weird one with the Jets because I think actually in the trenches on both sides and then they're actually pretty decent. Like We, we spoke about their D-line, but I don't think their O-line's been... Their O-line's bad. Their O-line's they spent bad. quite a lot of money Beckton's on their O-line. Good. Their, their O-line's bad. Beckton's been good. But their O-line is bad. That's part of the reason why they've not been able to set up that run game in, in games past. They haven't been able to protect Donald very well. He's been scrambling around a lot. That O-line is very bad. It's just Mackay Beckton. Mm. He's been holding it together on the left-hand side. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the sensible pick for the Jets at two is Suell. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if as part of the, the fact that it's coincided with getting rid of, uh, you know, having a new head coach. And we've seen a few times the head coach wants to come in and bring in their guy in for at quarterback, whether that's going to lead them to making a reach for someone, it might happen, and I, I just don't think it should happen because uh, who's the guy you say, Justin Fields? He comes in there, or what's he going to do? He's not going to suddenly change the franchise around. You've got Sam Darnold left on a one on one year of his contract. The benefit of keeping him for an extra year is he's cheap. You see, keep him there, and you wait till the season after to get your guy. You get to see what you have in Sam Darnold. If he doesn't improve under the new head coach and the new scheme, then sack him off. Great, he's gone. Is that one year and then they've got the option this summer to activate his fifth-year option? Uh, they've got the the option comes in this off-season. Yeah, so that's yeah. the thing. If they don't take one, they'll probably activate his fifth-year option. Yeah, they, they, I don't think they'll take it. They'll take the option anyway because it, it's a top. It's like the top five average at that position, isn't it? Yeah, so they'll have to pay Darnold big bucks for... No, that's the franchise type. That's the franchise type. That's less than that. Sorry. My bad. I think one of the things as well is apparently Joe Douglas is a really respected general manager in the league. Yeah, I've heard that. When when you're at the Jags, they don't have a general manager as well. So you're in a bit, they'll probably pick like two guys that are going to work together. But you don't know what you're getting. Joe Douglas, someone established with a good reputation. I think that adds to, I know what little they do have at the moment. True. That is true. You don't, you want to, you want a, a known commodity at um at gm especially if you're if you're a new head coach i just wondered as well with the jets um how much of a factor the sort of level of fan unhappiness will be in in the decision of who they take it to i I I wonder if they'll be tempted to go for the you know the the showstopper pick of someone like that that won't lead to happiness at all because all you're going to do is you're taking a quarterback you're putting justin fields a quarterback he has struggles he has struggled in the past reading the field and you're going to put him into a situation where he's going to be under pressure against an NFL defence, forced to play yeah. week one and perform to a high level to please a fan base. I think you're setting him up to fail there completely. Oh, I, I 100% agree. I think it would it would be the wrong move. I just wonder with with these sort of situations when <clears throat> you've had a franchise who 
you know, have been bad for a while. There's been a lot of negativity around around it. I mean, even though even when they started winning games, they, they were winning games at the wrong time. Yeah. I wonder if there is that temptation to inject that energy and that excitement with a big sort of Hollywood pick. I don't know if that's the case. I think the Jet fans, especially the ones that we, we spoke to when we were doing our New Year's resolutions article, absolutely go check that out on the website. Spoke to a load of guys around the UK. They were quite split on Sam Darnold. There isn't, they mm. aren't all like, oh, we need to make sure we get a a um, quarterback it's different when you're number one and um, you've got this generational guy there but I think there's a lot of them that want to give Sam Darnold time so I don't think there is that necessarily need yeah. to inject that there and there's the fair point of also seeing what Sam Darnold's like when he's not away from Adam Gase which I think is also completely fair yeah, yeah. give him a year to try it out um, let's move on to the LA Chargers who somewhat surprisingly fired their head coach Anthony Lynn surprisingly surprisingly we've been saying how bad he is at game management all year this is the best job in the league available is it yeah 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 I would say talented roster talented roster franchise QB perennial underperformers I think I mean I'm tempted to agree with Slew that in terms of you know the Chargers have got a lot of awesome pieces and you know Herbert looks legit I think it's also the a situation where you've got to come in and make a difference day one in terms of results and in terms of wins it's definitely the most pressured situation i think on this list um yeah i think i, I think um anthony lynn he set the bar quite low on that one to be honest with you charges yeah, fans their expectations aren't going to be like ridiculously high coming off last season they're going they're obviously going to want an improvement with justin herbert there you got austin eckler there as well on offense keen allen etc but yeah, I just don't think the pressure's really on as much as the Jaguars. Well, the point is as well, this team should have won nearer to five, nearer to being 500. They just gave yeah. away games in the, yeah. Yeah. at the end. So I think if you can fix that, if you're a better game manager than Anthony Lynn is, then you've already improved because the talent is there. You don't have to improve the roster significantly. Yeah, you just need to build up in the trenches on, on offense, I think. But they've been cursed in game game management wise for a fair amount of years now, even before Anthony Lynn and injuries. Yeah, I was going to say as well. You you also you also forget that they were out without Derwin James and stuff for this season again. Yeah, like they've got a lot of talented pieces that we haven't been able to see fully play to their potential yet because of injuries. You just need a lucky break with you know, having a relatively touch wood injury free season or as much as you can do in the NFL. And suddenly that roster looks way more dangerous and, and that team's prospects are way higher. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, but I haven't seen a year didn't for a the, fair... Didn't well, they go 12 and 4 like two years ago? I think they went... Didn't they go 10 and 6 and then they beat, beat us in the uh, playoffs? Oh, well. Quite the occurrence. Doesn't matter. So let's move on to... An already fired head coach, Matt Patricia, got fired from the Detroit Lions. What do you think about this situation? Also, do you think Stafford stays? That's what I, think, I was going to say. Think you will. How attractive this job is depends on if the whoever comes in as GM keeps Stafford. I yeah. can't. I can't. I think he'll stay. I don't think anyone's going to be willing to give enough enough picks for Stafford, considering how much his contract is. Like what? Because there's there's no QB. There's no QB teams. QB needy teams like right at the top of their game that are ready to win now. It, apart from like the Dallas Cowboys, but they couldn't afford to pay Stafford. I would, uh, yeah, and I'd, I'd argue the 49ers aren't too far are a, a, a top tier QB or so away from being a legit threat again. They won't move on from Jimmy G though. Yeah, I think Jimmy G, I like, they get wins with Jimmy G. So 
I I don't think they'll move on from. It'll him. be it'll be hubris if they don't the, move on from Jimmy right, G. That means give that means giving up this this year's first round pick when they've got absolutely massively glaring needs on defense. They need to use that first round pick to take a corner this year. Mm. I, I I think there's a trade off and you've got to make and if the jump from Garoppolo to Stafford is a lot, but I just think they need they need to improve on defense if they're going to win a Super Bowl. Mm. I I kind of hope for Stafford's sake that I'd quite like to see Stafford go to someone who has that opportunity to contend because I think he's been quietly exceptional for so long stuck on this Detroit team they he deserves a chance to go and be legit somewhere else yeah, would you does. would you like to see yeah. him get a really good shot somewhere like on a QB needed team yeah like the Patriots they're or maybe not, not that really, much. they're not ready to they're not ready to win though maybe not that much Mate, if you give Bill Belichick Matthew Stafford I think yeah imagine good. what he could do we're like Bill Belichick's the offensive coordinator. They've got a shit ton of cap room as well this year. Yeah, it's good. And they're not, and they're not sold to, and they're not like overly bothered about their high draft picks. And mm. Cam's leaving. It, I mean, it's a perfect storm. I'm, I'm, I'd be very sad to see Stafford go to the Patriots. I, I thought Stafford. you said you wanted to see him on a contender. I like Stafford. They're not a lot. ready to win though. The Patriots aren't ready to win. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Their offense is terrible. Yeah, okay, so yeah. what if they get Goodwin or Allen Robinson and then get Stafford? They've still got terrible defence who can't tackle. You just said, no, but they get their defensive players back that all opted out this season. Yeah. And mm. their tackle back as well. Who's that then? So they what get Donta Hightower back. Um, uh, I've completely Chung. forgotten the tackle's name. Chung, Chung. yeah. Um, did, who did was it on get, the O-line? Who's well? the offensive did, tackle? Um, D-line, sorry. Isaiah Wynn? No, Isaiah Wynn played this year, just got no. injured. Malcolm, not Malcolm Brown, something Brown, Trent Brown. No, he's on the Raiders. I oh, know he's Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> he's Raiders. <laughs> Marcus Cannon. Mark. Yeah, I think it was Marcus Cannon. That's the one. Yeah. Quote me on that. Just saying, that's a lot of pieces back. Did right. I'm talking about on defense. Did Chung ever get arrested for um, possession of cocaine in the end? I don't think that's relevant. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just sprung to my mind. I just remember. I don't think we have enough evidence to say either way. <laughs> Declined to reply on that one. Let's move on to the Houston Texans. So oh, stay have... away. Stay away from know, this job. You know. Stay Deshaun away. Deshaun Watson no. is so good, though. Deshaun stay Watson away. is I'm just real. Look at the draft pick. They've got no first or second round draft pick. They are. Negative does that not mean you've got that leeway though because you're not expected True. to do anything immediately you've kind of i feel like you've been with the texans job you've kind of been handed like a smoking pile of dog shit with a diamond at the bottom because you've got deshaun watson at the bottom of the bag <laughs> well you've, you've just fist got through all the dog you've got a fist through the through the shit hey, and put out of the fire don't need a fist if you stick it in a sieve and put it under the tap well someone's clearly dealt with flaming <laughs> shit what? before is that just a time machine to next year <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is an appealing, it's an appealing job solely because Deshaun Watson is hella good, really. And the, I think you, you really have to struggle through the rest of that roster and the, and the caps, cap and pick situation for you a couple blow, of years. You need to blow it up. You just need to blow the entire team up and just keep Watson, I think. Mm. Burn the house but then, down. You know, you, you've got, uh, as we saw with JJ Watt coming off the field at the end of, end of this week, you know, how many years of Watson are you wasting? in the meantime yeah okay that's one year they've got all their picks back to normal after next year it's one bad year and then you're then you've got fresh slate 
and you can implement your offense without being needing to win because no one's yeah, expecting that. What happens if you don't get that leeway though? What happens if you? Just there's no way. There's no no. There's no way you're expected to win this year. Okay, with so the they, shit show you've been handed. So the yeah. Texans go two and fourteen, and they end up picking number one next year. Does the, so the head coach doesn't get fired? No, I don't think no. he does. I don't. Or it would be unfair. Does. Yeah, I think that this is arguably the situation with I'd say alongside the Jaguars with the least pressure because there's an understanding that you know, uh, just yeah, like well, the Jaguars. Bill O'Brien got however long when he continuously messed up. Yeah, that's, that, is that, that is true, to be honest with you. Talk about leeway. Yeah, yeah. He, he had way too much of it. Yeah, so I mean, arguably, the, you know... He did take him to the can... playoffs the year before, though, you got to remember. Yeah, but that was when the AFC itself was terrible. Yeah, unconvincingly, I think it's fair to say. I think with this job, you've got to accept... You've got to have that long-term goal and you've got to have the security that you that you know you're going to have a few years um in which case it's a, it's a great job because you've already got one of the best quarterbacks in the league there for a while as well on a long contract i just think it's going to be a tough you know don't expect to to be a over 500 coach after three seasons if you're going to start at the, at the houston texans sean watson by the way leading the league in passing yards this year mostly from playing from behind and having to I mean, playing from behind or not, he he, he balled out. Like, Deshaun Watson's performances this year, I think, went quite under the radar, but he was incredible. Yeah, sure. And moving on to a team that isn't that incredible at all. (laughs) It's the team with the worst cap estimates. The rest of them are amazing. (laughs) Some of them are better than others. (laughs) Um, The team with the worst cap room space on this list, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, God. This this is is a horrible job. This yeah. is a real tough one. There are so many decisions that you have to make, and yeah. it's just a very tough. One. What do you do with Matt Ryan? There, are, there are people calling for him to be traded away to get rid of him. Julio Jones, the same thing. His dead cap is like Carson Wentz esque, yeah. but that's more than just next year. It's over the next three years. You're, yeah. you're stuck with um, Ryan. I mean, I don't think he's like a terrible Ryan. QB to he's, be like stuck Ryan. with. He's not bad. He's yeah. not bad. He's, he's not elite level. It means you can't get a young guy in either. Yeah. I'd be more worried about the defense, and I'd be more worried about what you do with Julio Jones as well. I'm just worried they reach up and take um, Greg Rousseau and uh, like four in the draft and just just grab themselves a complete bust because they they need so many things on that thing. I wouldn't be surprised actually if they trade back out of four to grab a couple more picks in this draft. Yeah, I mean, who would you, who, who who would be the ideal? What's the ideal for if you're if you're the Falcons head coach? Then what's that Bama I mean, corner called? Uh, Patrick Sertain. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's back, a physical... yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure if you could even tra- you could trade back that far to get him because the cowboy the Cowboys will take him because they're at eight or nine I think they'll take him if he gets there. I don't think I don't know. Cowboys might have to take a quarterback. No, whoa, the Cowboys taking a quarterback. Such a... Oh wow, <laughs> that's such a hot take. I'm just gonna leave it there. I don't yeah. think it's that hot for take. That's not. Hot I mean, take. I, I think it's something we're gonna have to. We'll we'll, dis, we'll discuss we that. Can't, we can't. We can't get into that. Cowboys <laughs> taking the QB is not. Hot no, I don't take. think they should, but they may be forced to. Can they Save afford? To, the can they afford to podcast. not take QB? Can they yes. afford to keep Dak? You mean All when you say afford? You mean physically within the cap? Yeah. I mean <laughs> uh, probably not. That's no. True. Actually, yeah. No. Nope. Go check but out anyway, my article on that. Nice. Lovely plug. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Falcons is a real tough one. I think. Hundred percent. The defense is crap. It's yeah. You've got to start. You've got to start all over again on defense. A, a Ditch lot of Todd Gurley too. 
Yeah, it, it was all right. I don't think he's earning a whole he lot. He rushed six hundred yards. He also kept drop dropping the pudding last week, which wasn't a great look. But um, he also I think scored as well, a touchdown. He also like the one of the biggest yeah. touchdowns he scored was one of the time where he didn't want him to score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah exactly. Six hundred yards. He, he's not good. I mean, to be honest, the amount, the amount you're paying him, you don't need to be. You don't need him to be what he was. Yeah. This is why, again, you don't pay running backs. Oh, you'll get you're gonna get Joe so angry in that little chair. As soon as you pay running backs, they go to crap because they're too old. Unless oh, yeah, they're Frank, unless they're Frank, unless they're Frank Gore, they've got a shelf life for like four or five years max. So like you're saying pay Frank Gore? Pay Frank, obviously. Not anymore. Pay Frank. Nah, bring in Frank Gore just for memes. Apparently, he's still playing next year. Yeah, he yeah, said he'd he consider wants it. To play again if next the situation's year. right. He's gonna be playing until for. his son joins the league. That'd be sick. Yeah, I think so that's what he's got four more work. years. No way. No, his son's a fr- his son was a freshman this year, so he's got two more seasons. Right? All right, okay. Two or three yeah, more I feel seasons. like oh, he, he, like he probably years. will. Yeah. yeah. Frank Gore's got that like Black Knight from Monty Python sort of yeah. just not knowing when to quit. Come back here, I'll bite your legs off. Literally. The new and better wildcard weekend is coming up. Some people call super wildcard weekend. I'm fairly certain it's just you who's called it that joke, but carry on. <laughs> Right. Well, why, why are you going to shirt this parade? Why, why, why I'm sorry. I'm mean? sorry, Joe. He's that was mean. To... That was mean. Look, that was bad. Look, we're, we're here. We've made it through the regular season. We're here for the playoffs. Let's get fucking excited, Matt. Let's get fucking hyped, Matt. I'm what? still sad about lot about Sunday, but you know what? You know, put it the back The world was revolving around you. <laughs> That's fair, Joe. Carry on. I want to hear all about this super wildcard weekend. I'm Brilliant. ecstatic. As you may know, that we've got more games this weekend than usual. <laughs> Whoa. That is pretty super. <laughs> super. <laughs> Two more games, in fact. Uh, so let's go. Let's just go from the top of the list. The, the first airing game on Saturday is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Buffalo Bills. Quick take. What, what do you guys think on this one? Easy dub for the Bills. Easy dub? Yeah. Easy dub for the Bills. I think, oh, I think he's got the, Bills written all over The it. Colts' pass defense has been somewhat inconsistent. They're great on the, against the ground. They're going to need a lot of turnovers to stay in this game. Yeah, and we, we've we've seen the Bills sort of almost kind of transition away from running game, really. Their running game's not been good this season, it's but crap. their offense has still been great. So it doesn't match up well. I don't see one guy on this defense that can cover Stefan Diggs. So that is fair. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think if the Colts can get a running game going, then, you know, they might be able to chew the clock up a bit and limit yeah. the amount of possession that's time the Bills bet. have. Go feed... feed. Feed JT. The Bills' yeah. rush defense has improved. It's not what it was towards the beginning of the season. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> in, in, like the the whole the whole Bills' defense has jumped massively from where they were sort of week week when five. When they played the Cardinals. Oh yeah. Yes, when they played the Cardinals. <laughs> Funny enough, that was probably the last time you played one as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. We've just been sliding a slippery sliding down a slippery cliff, if you will. Hey. Oh, oh I like nice. it. Well, yeah, we fell off a cliff. Cliff out. Yeah, yeah but I, I agree. I, I think the Bills are pretty sure-handedly going to win this one. But They're on fire right now. It's ridiculous. What, yeah, what do you reckon the key, the key to the game, then? If the, if the Colts are going to win this, apart from the fact that they're they need three turnovers. three turnovers. Three turnovers? Three exactly. Well, at least three. Okay. <laughs> if they get four, then they're <laughs> If you've already got three and the ball's in your hands, you better drop that because that pick <laughs> is going to cost you. Back that bad boy down. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I'm struggling to to try and work out a route to victory for the for the Colts in this one. If I'm honest, if we some, see some good good old school Philly Rivers, we um, he's just going to lob the ball. Mm. Typical. Any, it's anyone's mentality. ball. Yeah. It's anyone's ball. But the thing is as well, the Bills are almost like the Chiefs nowadays that running the clock against them isn't actually going to do that much because they can score yeah. at will, basically. Yeah. So you need to score yeah. a lot of points yourself. Yeah. You can't Josh just Allen's rely on doing the clock. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, sorry Colts fans. I'm I'm struggling to see you getting out of this one. I'm kind of sad that the Colts are actually playing the Bills like on wildcard weekend I'd, I'd rather they play like a weaker opponent get to get them further because i think they do deserve a better place yeah well if team. they thought that maybe they should have brought a th- uh, quarterback that can throw the ball in the winter so yeah <laughs> savage <laughs> absolutely savage am um, i wrong though you're not you, are, wrong. you are not wrong moving swiftly on to the la rams versus the seattle seahawks this is a tasty mm. game this is a yeah, tasty this one, is one i think it's all on goff's thumb <laughs> you never thought you'd <laughs> be is. saying that. This playoff game is solely relied on Jared Goff's. Oh, I don't know, John John Wofford last week. I have lost all faith in the Seahawks team. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They start off here. You, you you were gloating about week three. I told you Russell was going to be MVP, and then ever since you said that, it's gone downhill. Ever since. <laughs> oh, very much so. Off a cliff, very if you will. So. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't trust the the Seahawks defense. To be honest. At all, you I trust, trust the them Seahawks. more. I trust them more than the than the Rams. I still can't get over that Jets loss. I'm sorry. You, I, try, honestly... you cannot trust the Seahawks defense more. Like more. No, than I, the Rams I don't. Defense. I don't. No, me I don't whole. trust. I as don't trust the Seahawks defense in any way, shape, or form. I think they're awful, and should, they, it, there's a 50-50 chance whether they should even bother going on the field for most drives. But <laughs> the the Seahawks offense, when it's playing well and when it hits a groove, is very very good. Same and with the Rams. Is it because it's yeah. Jared Goff? Yes. Isn't yeah, it, no, 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 Jared Goff is, I don't like him at all, but that offense, the entire design of the offense, like the wide zone mixed in with the play action bootleg stuff like that, it is near indefendable when they hit the groove. It plays to his strengths as well because he yeah. is an accurate passer when he's not pressured and when he's in the zone. When yeah, he's playing well, he's Joe. No, he's not. <laughs> That's well, yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, if you put me in McVeigh's system, I reckon I could probably do something. You reckon? <laughs> you you reckon if you went to LA and say, "Oi, coach, put me in," I reckon I can score this Seahawks defense. <laughs> to be fair, I, I would back Joe to score. I this mean, season. if CJ Anderson yeah. could do it, what's the difference between CJ Anderson and Joe Costanzo? Are we really going there? <laughs> True. Many things. I'm a short, through. stubby Tim Tebow or something. <laughs> so, to be fair, CJ Anderson's pretty short and stubby. Yeah. Yeah, I that see. is true. But yeah, I, I don't think this Rams offense. I mean, it, I feel for it because you I feel don't sleep on them. There's no point sleeping on them. I've done it's it many times. It's very well designed. It's very well smart. orchestrated. So they don't have the tools. They don't need the tools. They don't need the tools. They've got great right. players they, everywhere. They have the tools. The only one that can be subpar. They have the tools, but the whole point of that offense is it doesn't. You don't need tools. You're giving the defense so many things to look for with the motions pre-snap. Yeah. And the bootlegs, the wide zone, like there, there's so much to look for. You don't actually need the personnel. That's why they've been able to get away with running this with a subpar quarterback in Jared Goff. And a, and a... Other than Kitter, what tools What tools did the 49ers have last Brand... year when they made the Super Bowl? Yeah. I was about to say Brandon Ike, but they didn't draft him then. Raheem Mostart. Okay, but he's all right, isn't he? Yeah. He's not an elite player. They're, they're just average running backs. You can you can put in any running back into that system, and they'll they could have a thousand yard season. I mean, yeah, I, I I take your point. I just I I think this this Seahawks team is just better. 
to yeah. be honest. I, I, mm, I think it it's close. I, I don't feel confident saying the Rams. I just, I just lean that way. I'm locking the Rams in. I'm locking it in here. Oh, he's here. locking it in. Lock it in, Chomper. Same here, mate. Just, just for my bet more than anything else. But <laughs> yeah, Dark Horse Super Bowl team. <laughs> They're not a Super Bowl team, but I just beat them back them against the Seahawks. That's all. Oh dear. Let's move on to the the last of the Saturday games: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Washington Football Team. Whoa! I'm so tempted to say Washington. I don't. I don't <laughs> think. I don't. I don't think the Buccaneers are a good team. I just don't think Ooh. they are. I think they could torch them. I think the Bucks could torch the Skins. They c- they Sorry, could... not the Skins, not the football team. The Washington football Whoa. team. Whoa! It's a good thing you didn't you didn't elaborate on that further. They do all have skin. They do all have skin. Um, and, uh, I'm, I don't They've know been about firing this. on all cylinders recently, Brett. Like we ever since okay, we yeah, spoke... yeah. against who? Falcons oh. twice and the Lions. Oh, well still... done, well done, them. They've still been in a groove. Momentum, they've got momentum coming. They're one and five against winning teams this year. Fortunately, the Washington football team aren't oh, winning. Oh, you can make the same team. argument against the Packers. But you can't. Yeah, they have. They've hardly played anyone good this year. I don't. I need to verify this. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Look how many winning teams they actually played. I mean, the Bears are 800, 500 even. Um, <laughs> That's actually a good point. Titans. They destroyed the Titans. Okay. That was a weird one. I think they, they beat the 49ers when oh, they were dead at that time. It's the Saints, the they, beat the Sa- they beat the Saints. Was that with Taysom Hill, though? No. Oh, it's, it's dead arm breeze. Jameis. It was at the beginning <laughs> of the season. It's live arm breeze at that point. They've played three playoff teams. Yeah? yeah. And they beat two of them and lost the other one in overtime. I know but they they haven't yeah, they haven't had like a consistently like strong it's not, schedule. It's not one and five against teams over five hundred. It's not that bad. Yeah, fair play. When do those five losses to five hundred over five hundred teams come though? Because I'd imagine they were earlier in the season. <laughs> he's, he's he's in full on stat checker mode here. I love it. It's, I don't think you can say looking at the schedule is stats. I think that's understanding what the stats is. You've got your smug little face on. Where you know that you, you think your point's right, and you look you're just looking for the, the piece de resistance from yeah, the schedule. Mid season, mid season. Yeah, fair play. No, I, I just I just Well they lost is... three out of four games to the Saints, the Rams and the Chiefs. Yes, yeah, Saints, Rams and Chiefs. They're not bad. Not bad bunch. Oh yeah, but um wasn't I one of those teams the one that the Packers beat and they lost thirty eight three. Well we were Ah. Potato yeah, well, This isn't a conversation about the Packers, unfortunately. This is a conversation about the Buccaneers. <laughs> Despite I, all that, I still think the Buccaneers can win this one. Yeah, same. But I, well, I think they're, they're stacked on offense for sure. It's just, you know, I, I think that the Washington defensive line could cause some issues. But at the end of the day, like, just look at their receiving core. They Gronk, Gronk started to look better now as well. He's he started to actually. He has. He has looked better. Don't Antonio give me that Antonio Brown, look, too. Matt. Yeah, Antonio Brown getting his little bonus at the end of the season. You'd love um, to see it. Yeah, Godwin. Can they stop that Washington um, D-line, though? That's the real yeah, question. Brady, like, Brady likes getting blitzed. Yeah, but they don't blitz. What a weird... He's sorry, a he's, weird he, sorry. He, he's good under pressure. Not okay. in the middle. I really, I just really hope Chase Young gets his gets his Brady sack. 
to be honest. You just want Brady to get hit. That's a different thing. Oh, I like Brady. Me? What did you say, Stan? I like Tom Brady. All right. We're going to have words off screen. Sorry, Matt. Who's a better cause about Dan Marino, Tom Brady? Dan Marino. Yeah, yeah Dan it was. <laughs> so we got. Are you sure? We've got video evidence. We've got video evidence saying there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of context to that video. Which... I don't think there's that much. There's that much controversy in saying Stan. that Tom Brady's a better quarterback Stan. than Dan Marino. Stan, you, you, you make me so angry sometimes. <laughs> I, I can live with that, Matt. Truth, <laughs> truth speaker. So Wait, I've, we I've finished the, the Saturday games. Do you want to? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I, I've got the Bucks. Slew's got the Bucks. Matt. Um, it's going to be the Bucks, isn't it? But. I want I want the, the Washington I want to go on the record and saying that it would be more enjoyable for everyone involved if Washington won. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah, it's a good story for Alex Smith, but what a narrative. But it will be the Bucks. It will be. Lock it in, Chomper. Lock it in. Plus it'd be to... funny it'd be funny if Washington win and then the Giants go, Oh, we could have beaten the Bucks and then we could <laughs> <laughs> No, that would be the worst narrative possible. That would be a good level of shithousery to be fair. Uh, Joe, before we go to Sunday midpoint, do you want to do the? Should we do the rankings from last week? Oh, that's a good point. I've completely nice. missed out the rankings. Yeah, the, the <laughs> what? <laughs> the rankings, the rankings. God. Uh, All right. So yeah. end of end of regular season rankings, and <laughs> we need to decide after this how we're going to do it going into the playoffs. If we're starting afresh, if we're just adding one, if they're double points. I think we should start fresh to be honest because the, the playoff is. Oh yeah, you would, game. you would, wouldn't you? No, it gives him a chance to lose <laughs> overall. He may. All right, so let's just do it. Okay, in last place, and we all avoided hitting 100 losses for the year. Nice. Matt, neither skid of his teeth, 155, 99 and 1. Get in. I do need to preface this all by saying I've added them up and somehow I've missed a game somewhere. Oh, oh for God's sake. sake. Oh, if I've lost by one game, I swear to God. <laughs> so why? You're, you're the maths man. I'm just going to. What we can do at the end of the season is we can just assume that we all got one more win. Assuming well, makes Either way, I won. So. And a question. Fine. 155, 99, 1, and a question mark. Carry on. Okay. Third place. He went big. He went hard in the last week to try and claw it back. It did <laughs> not <failed>. work. <laughs> Joe Costanzo, 158, 96 and 1. Uh, Next, sandwich time, I, baby. I waited to see Stan's Ooh. picks and pretty much just, just You're right. that went is, that, that, that is sandwich time. It is that sandwich time. Is. Let's get them fish sandwiches. Oh, no, I don't want it anymore. Fish okay. sandwiches, did you say? Yeah, that... Oh, yeah, fish and rice. Yeah. Don't, don't, even, don't worry about it. I'll be doing a Tesco meal deal. Class. <laughs> All right. In second place, leapfrogging Joe with a record this week of 15 and 1. Jeez. Who could that be, Sam? It's probably me, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably. 163, 91 and 1. Good stonks. Yeah. That's, that's all right. Which means I was just as far ahead of Joe as you were of me. So it's Stan, 168, 86 and 1. And a question mark, which means his debut season, he comes away with the the dubs. Wilson the kid. We've done it. That's the MVP season from Wilson we were looking for. What a nice. (laughs) Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Player of the year. Congrats, Congrats, my man. All round stud. 
Absolutely. If I if I had a microphone I could drop then I would, but I don't want to drop this. I can't believe Slew went fifteen and one in the last week. That's ridiculous. Yeah, without showing us his picks either. Yeah, that's Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, controversial. They're all live on the website. And you can go if you're listening, you can go and check before six o'clock every single week, unless Matt has forgotten that it's six o'clock the games kick off. It happened one time. I was out on a dog walk all day. Yeah. Wasn't even fucking worth it. <laughs> Some people would call that divine retribution, but we'll just call Some it, people are wrong. We'll call it unlucky. Yeah. Worst dog walk ever. <laughs> yeah, it lasted all day. Yeah. I feel, ba- I feel bad for the dog. <laughs> I feel bad for everyone involved, to be honest, Stan, but we move. It's all good. Moving on to the divine day. It is Sunday, and Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to be a little bit biased here. Sure. Uh, do you want me to do it for you? Because I, oh, I was going to save your bias, yeah. but no, you, no, you go did ahead, it for, Go no, ahead. Oh, I might pick the Ravens here. You, you've, I, already, you've already come out and say you're biased. You could have been like, oh, I didn't want to do this, but I'd agree with all of you. But no, this ties <laughs> All of you? No, probably wow. not Matt, because he'll be wrong. Um, wow. <laughs> a bit of a theme this season. The I'm just going to sit back and, and take the The Titans' the defense is not good, and it's almost the opposite of last year's matchup in the sense that this time it's the Ravens that are a team getting hot at the right time. True. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just see I see the Ravens snatching this one. Snatching it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a quick game, though. Clock ticking <laughs> on both sides. Clock will be chewed. Clock will be chewed. But I I, I, I prefer the, the Titans... The Titans... I was going to say chewable assets, but that doesn't make any sense. But you know what I mean? They're, they're, Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill... I mean, mostly Derek Henry, let's have it right, is the best clock chewer in the NFL. Um, and he's on he's on a bit of a tear. So yeah, he, I, he guzzles on the stuff. Loves clock. He- oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> that sounds God's absolutely sake. terrible. <laughs> we'll have to cut that. I don't think I'm going to cut that. I don't, I don't want Derek Henry to beat me up. Um, um, <laughs> On that note, though, last last week we did break our single game rushing record. So, yeah, he, he that's broke, true. He goes the Bengals. It. It's it's not. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But <laughs> yeah, like Derek Henry is a beast. He's impossible to tackle, and he's definitely a problem. But I would have liked to have hoped uh, we've. Learning I mean, lesson. our defense is is looking worse this year than last year, if I'm honest. And yeah. But on the other side of things, the Tennessee defense doesn't look as well. How as about, good as they how were about the dog man? J.K. Dobbins been heating up recently. Yeah, he has. Ooh. He has. Um, as expected, to be honest. <laughs> and, you know, Gus Edwards gets doesn't get a lot of love despite how the production we get out of him as well. So He's going to be a yeah, really we... underrated free agent signing somewhere. Yeah, he will be. He'll be a starting running back somewhere, I think. Um. But yeah, like it's it's not less so one guy with the Ravens, you know, obviously with Lamar's rushing ability, and then we've got a rotation of three solid running backs who can all come in and do their part. So yeah, I think it, it's gonna be I'm worried, but I I'm pretty confident that, you know, the Ravens will take this one. I mean, we you just have to look at last week and the Titans were in a game that they needed to win to clinch the division. And they let the Houston Texans, who we've all said, apart from Deshaun Watson, aren't a very good team, mm-hmm. come right back into that game. So yeah, yeah. that Titans team doesn't fill me with confidence. I mean, 
yeah, you've always got a chance when you've got that offense with Derek Henry in, but I don't know, they just seem fallible this year. David Johnson looked good. Look, yeah, he looked that, like that, the David the Johnson Tennessee of old. Defense. Yeah, the, 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 the Tennessee run defense is bad. He caught like, a couple of wide open passes. I don't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too quick to jump on his back. It's not personal, mate. We're not saying David Johnson's back. <laughs> it's more a point about the Titans' defense. Okay, just simmer down, Sorry, lad. Just hit, just hit calm. Another. Calm. I don't know. I mean, to, to, with this game, I think it will boil down to how well. I mean, the clock situation first and foremost. If somebody can get up early, then I think it's going to be difficult for either team to recover from that. But I think, from the perspective of the Titans' offense, it's going to boil down to how well the Ravens' defence deal with those duo and power combinations in the run game. Simple as. Because if you let Derrick Henry get to the second level, it's over. Yeah. But no team runs power better in the league than the Ravens. So Yeah, but you don't need to run it better than the other team. You just have to run it better than they can defend it. Yeah. yeah. Correct, Amundo. Correct. So have you got the Titans in this one, Matt? Mm. You kind of got to now. Yeah, yeah. Have to, I mean, doesn't have to lock it in. Lock it in now. It's lock it in. Sunday, Saturday. I don't know. Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. It makes for much better listening, though. I don't know if I'm prepared to lock it in. I don't I'm, know. I'm... I can't imagine anyone's getting to this point in the podcast and be like, "Right, Matt hasn't made a decision. I'm going to tune I'm off. off. I'm, I'm off. I'm good. When, when I listen back to this, I'm going to get to this point. I'm tuning straight out. All right. Well, then that's that's not very nice. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm ninety percent locked in on the Titans. You bottleless get Matthew. That's fair. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Chicago Bears against the New Orleans Saints. Saints, Saints, Saints. It's pretty, pretty obvious. Bears I think the Bears. We should have timed know. that better, so we all said Saints at the same time. This could have been the quickest preview of all time. Yeah, I think the Saints have got the edge here. I don't think it's going to be as as like far apart on the scoreline as people would think it's going to be. But yeah, the Saints should really be winning this one. To be honest with you, they've got a better roster all. They may not blow them out, but they've got a good rush defense, and that's the only thing Chicago can do well at the moment. Yeah, so if that... you shut down that rushing attack, then you're going to kill Trubisky as well, yeah. naturally. Uh, it may be a close game. I just don't think the Bears will ever actually be in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they... It might be one of those things where they score last to bring it in to within one score, but don't really yeah. have a time to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. I can, I can see that happening. I, I think that I think if if the Saints don't win this game, then they probably won't win the Super Bowl. Well, that, well um, I, I just think it, it spells trouble in terms of long term if they can't win this game. I, I think, think Breeze it, is done after this year anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's almost confirmed, isn't it? Isn't it? I know. It seems to be almost confirmed for the last half long. Yeah, Stafford could go to the Saints. Yeah, it's one. It is one of those where it's like, like shout. I like that, but they have got Taysom Hill, their franchise QB. So didn't Taysom Hill go undefeated when he was quarterback? Yeah, no. but so didn't Teddy Bridgewater as well when he was there. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mason Hill wasn't undefeated. I, I swear he lost a game this year. I, think, I don't know if he did. I mean, he didn't play anyone any good. Who was playing versus the Eagles? Breeze. Oh, there you go. That was wrong. It was Taysom Hill playing versus the Eagles. But yeah, I, I, I think sh- with this game, though, Chicago were in that unique position where like, I don't think anyone's really expecting Chicago to win. And it's one of those where the Saints are the overwhelming favourite and you get that pressure. It's in a trap of... game, as you will. Exactly. It is uh, It is a playoff trap game for me, 100%. All right, so let's move on to the, the final Sunday game. It is the Browns versus the Steelers. A little caveat on this one is that 
uh, Kevin Stefanski and a bunch of the Browns coaching staff have contracted COVID. Uh, so that's going to obviously play into this game. Uh, I, I wasn't going to pick them anyway, but if it... and Joel Petonio as well. And that's Joel a, Petonio. That's a, loss. that's a loss. Okay, and probably more to come uh, in the no, coming no, days. No more positive tests today, so apparently all good. At the moment, here's the thing: yeah. I don't get. It's going to be a relatively empty stadium, right? At least not full capacity. Why can't Stefanski just go into one of the boxes? on his own and just have a headset on. Or just Zoom call them from at home. Like we, we live in a day and age when you've got lightning fast broadband, especially just like literally just, just just Zoom call them from at home. It's ridiculous that they can't be involved in this. That the, yeah. like, I get you why you can't do that on a regular season, but this is not a regular season. This like, is Corona this, season. It's ridiculous that he can't, as Stan said, either call in, watch the game live and call in, or just go into the point of the bloody empty boxes because you know the stadium isn't full because people can't go there in case they catch COVID. Mm, that is true. He should just David Moyes it, just work from home. <laughs> I think it's, there's also the issue that he just won't be able to train. Like the whole training process will be very heavily impacted for. In I, I don't know. If, I don't think that is the case because that you can get away with doing at home. The reason they can't, he can't, you can't call from home is because of the NFL rule saying you can't call someone. That's not. On yeah. You can't. You can't phone a friend for your play calls. But yeah. But it, first of all, he's not an outside person. He's part of the organization. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe there, there should be an exemption in this situation. I agree. So. Like, if you're the NFL, do you not want? Why would you want an asterisk on any games in the playoff? I get yeah. if someone if a player catches it, he can't play. That's like an injury. But a coach should, can still do his job. Yeah, and coach, also, if coach breaks his leg, he can still coach. So if he gets COVID, yeah. why can't he still coach? And also, are you telling me you don't want to see the spectacle of like an assistant running around with a little headset on with Kevin Stefanski sat his, his living room on his living room table? Or better, you know one of those little... You know that Peyton Manning little movie thing from the adverts? Oh, yes. yeah, the, um, like the, the, the segue sort of thing. Yeah, with just a face on a tablet. Just yeah, get one yeah. of them oh, on the yeah, sideline. Yeah. Oh, fucking awesome. brilliant would it be to see that rolling around on the sideline? <laughs> Make it happen, NFL. Do it, do it. You can have that idea for free. We're not even gonna, we're not even gonna try and claim any yeah. credit for that, even though it's a completely original idea. You're welcome, Roger. I'll, I'll give to you, Roger Goodell. Implement it now. I want to see Kevin Stefanski on a robot on the sidelines. Robot Stefanski, you heard it hurt here first on the Drawback Podcast. Is anyone going with the Browns on this one? No, I, I mean, I want they, the Browns. They, they, I want the Browns. Barely, they barely beat the Steelers that yeah. weren't at full strength. Exactly. I can't... I don't know. I don't know if um, Roethlisberger is playing much worse than Rudolph did last week. Anyway, I was thinking of saying that, and I I was worried about the retribution. But I'm glad you've said it, Slew. You're not going to get much. I don't rate Roethlisberger this season. He hasn't been elevating the team. I don't know. I just think maybe from a mental side of it, he may add more than Rudolph does. But you trust him more. (laughs) Whether you should or not is a different thing. But but more importantly, they also get TJ Watt back. Yeah, that's the big thing. You get the Watt man. So, for what and all that. I would love the Browns to win. I just, I struggle to see it. Yeah. It's There's sad. so much it, stacked against them. It is a very sad story. I think it, without the COVID stuff and the implications of that, I think I would edge the Browns. I wouldn't because their defence. Yeah. With, uh, I don't know. With the news that we've, we've got over the last few days. Nah. Mm. Sorry, Browns. Yeah, and I, obviously, when Olivier Vernon went down in the last week's game that was mm. when the Steelers actually started to manage to score so that's obviously gonna 
big, yeah. big loss. I don't know how they're going to compensate for that, but that was when they came back into the game. Before that, the Browns had it well at hand. Mm. They are yeah. getting um, Denzel Ward and Malcolm Smith back, though, as well. On oh, the that's, Browns, big. But... that's big. It's that pass rush mm. that you lose. Yeah. yeah. Vernon's a bigger loss than those two coming back, I think. Denzel I'm... Ward? Denzel Ward's their best corner. Their best. Yeah. Denzel Ward is their best corner. Best person in the secondary. Mm. That's not a slight against Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward's terrific. I just think Olivia and Slew pointed out the impact that Vernon had against that Steelers team last week. Him not being there did turn the game. And the fact that they're going to have to play the entire game without without him is going to be tough, I think. Yeah, agreed. I don't yeah. want to pick the Steelers, but I think I'm going to have to here. Yeah, same. I, I feel bad for doing it. But it's, I think it is going to be a Steelers win. I don't like the Steelers, but there we go. It would be great if the Browns somehow won it, though. Yeah, yeah it I would mean, be brilliant. It would be awesome. Yeah. It'd be an awesome. I'm story. rooting for them. Yeah. It also depends. It also depends where we are in the in the Baker Mayfield cycle of play well, get too cocky, start playing badly again, and then play well. Like, are, are we at the? Is he still in the play well bit? Has he got to the get cocky bit yet? I like, think he's gotten cockier. He hasn't. He hasn't had a new um new series of those progressive adverts. So. Um, True. Should be all right. Focus. Hey, those those adverts are great. I think they're they're the best oh, NFL player adverts. Yeah, they're pretty. Other good. than the Heisman yeah. House yeah. ones. Yeah, the Heisman the Heisman one with Kyler Murray. That's awesome. <laughs> be working on my anticipation. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So we've all got the Steelers here, pretty much. <laughs> I love Joe is absolutely <laughs> oh, dead with that. De- That's so mean. <laughs> you're gonna do me dirty. You're horrible. Okay. Where's the enthusiasm <laughs> gone? Where, where's the enthusiasm gone from the start of the episode? Yeah. Uh, well, as soon as we're talking about the Steelers winning this game, it just really dragged it all out of me, right, dragged my play. soul. But they are going to win. So that's it. You've heard it here first. Super Wild Card Weekend from the drop back. I believe we might have some sort of playoff bracket coming up. I'm going to look into that. So you might see that on our Instagram coming up. We'd like to use like the NFL.com one. So keep your eyes peeled. And get involved if we do, in fact, hold it. That'll be fun. That'll be, be well fun. fun. Be up for that. I can't wait to lose that as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. And on that crushing note, that's probably all we've got time for this on this week's episode. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Dropback, on Facebook at The Dropback UK. Uh, we've got a brand new article on each NFL team's New Year's resolutions, a collaboration between a bunch of UK-based NFL yeah. media on the dropback.com or.co.uk. Please go check it out. It was just it's amazing easy. work from SLU putting that together um, and getting that out there. And thanks again to everyone who, who got involved in that. Yeah. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Dropback. And I've been your host, Joe. I've been Matt. It's Sam. I've been Stan. Until next time. See you later. The Dropback with Sam Lewis. Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Stan Wilson. Skedaddle to watch May United rinse City. You're already 1 0 down. We actually. I've got no idea.
<laughs> why, would you, why would you say that? 